I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hi, I'm Jay. Hi, Marie. And hi, listeners. Welcome to Dispatches from the Kardashian Simulacrum, where we process our media theory takeaways and other hot takes from this week's Kardashian content. Yes, and we watched the eighth episode of season four. What is there to say? This episode was, well, okay, you know what? No, there's some stuff, I guess. It's just, it was, I didn't enjoy watching it, but in hindsight, I guess there was substance because... Courtney was obviously pregnant and they just dressed her in really baggy outfits to try to hide it because they're not ready for that plot point of the revelation of her pregnancy to come yet. Kim starts to prep for American Horror Story and Tristan goes on an apology tour with various Car Jenners in Chloe's life to kind of just like squeeze what they can that's left out of the scandals and maybe move something forward with the role they want him to play in the family. So to like absolve him of the past so they can like get to the next chapter with Tristan whatever it may be mm-hmm. and that's basically it oh and then literally like time being spent creating a structured more st- structured storyline around the idea that Kim is overworked Kim is tired almost treating this like this is a reality show about a reality show so the Kardashian reality is Kim working constantly and so we're going to show her being tired what does that mean though like why do we care the ver- it's the version of the Kardashians being like, listen, we are authentic. You are getting the the reality of billionaires. You know, like, right. like when the, the people accuse the show of being just fluff and and just like advertisement for all the brands, and it and it is that that's the function it serves now. But they give us true slices of life in these ways of like, yeah, Kim's reality is busy trips to New York City. Like we see Kim in New York, and sh- the and it's like just on a narrative level, the fact that they captured Kim like in flurry in a flurry of like meeting after appearance, after interview, after store visit. And they show her floating through Tiffany's being disoriented and claiming later in a confessional interview that she didn't even remember going. And it's kind of a surreal thing to have access to. It's hard to capture space and time, especially the experience, someone's personal experience of space and time being a blur. And so they kind of brought us into that. It was a first attempt at like showing, not telling mm-hmm. how crazy and busy Kim's life is because we like do intellectually know that, but they usually just talk about it in a confessional and then we see like the fluff that we know they're giving us. Mm-hmm. This was an approximation, even if it's still just like smoke and mirrors, it's an approximation of the actuality of her busy life. Well said. And also, she got on a helicopter to go from Manhattan to Brooklyn to see 
Blink-182 perform and support Courtney. And this episode, between that moment, which I'll get to, and then also Tristan's apology tour, was about really controlling narratives involving men in their lives. Like, I, mm. like, like the way we were saying, like, last episode was really just, like, an ode to, like, that function that NPCs play and how important they really are to, like, give, creating the fabric of the simulacrum. Like, mm-hmm. this was narrative control, nipping things in the bud, weaving out their storylines when it comes to romantic stuff, because I think that was them saying, look, Kim and Courtney's drama, their anger, the resentment, the storylines that have really powered the last two seasons of their sister drama don't have to do with the rumors of Kim and Travis having a sexual history. Right. Like, I think that was a direct response to the, like, little bubbles that have kind of come up uh, on the internet about Travis's memoir and the fact that he wrote about having a little flirtation with Kim Kardashian. And what when was that memoir? I'll look it up. Oh, my God. If you search Travis Barker memoir, the first thing that comes up, is it, it gives you, like, that option, you know, is says Travis Barker memoir, yeah. Kim Kardashian. Kim, Travis oh Barker memoir, Kim Kardashian. Travis Barker memoir, release date. Travis Barker memoir about Kim. Travis Barker memoir about Kim K. It's Travis Barker memoir talking about Kim. Ta- Travis Barker memoir pages about Kim. Damn. What disease does Travis Barker have? <laughs> How did Travis Barker get burned? <laughs> so oh my God. People are interested in the Kim factor as always. Yeah, okay. The mar- memoir is published in 2015. And apparently just a few weeks ago, he spoke to the LA Times about his sex tape with Kim Kardashian. <laughs> he said <laughs> that allegations that his history with Kim Kardashian explains the sister's fight is, in quotes, so ridiculous. That's her sister. She knows we used to talk. Nothing bad was going on. You give people a little information and they think they've solved the mystery of this is why they're fighting. It's just so ridiculous. Apparently, he said his wife does not hold, in quotes, any ill will over the relationship with Kim Kardashian. That's some pretty juicy shit for people to like sink their teeth into. And then for the Kardashians to like for Travis Barker to have to respond to in an LA Times interview. And my guess is that if if that quote was given, that interview was done on October 31st or something. So that was just a few weeks ago. It's like they decided like now we address it. Mm, yeah, for you know sure. I mean? Between it ha- that being a few weeks ago in this episode airing last whenever it was. That alone is just proof that like none of at least what we talk about is paranoid conspiratorial thinking. It's yeah, like if sure. you just like do one more level of research, you see that it's like so all connected and all thought out by them. No, for sure. They make sure to close the loop on narratives so that they get the last word. That's something I've realized. They welcome whatever weird stuff erupts. They welcome the drama. They welcome the gossip. They welcome the speculation as long as they get to finish it. And what's interesting about that is like in like therapy, there's sort of like a discussion about the importance of like finishing feeling cycles. So it's like, okay, if you like notice a really strong feeling coming up, that's cool. Doesn't matter what it is. We won't put a judgment on the feeling. Is it anger? Is it rage? Is it sadness? Is it grief? Is it whatever? Is it shame? That's fine. The goal is to just like follow the feeling, let it come up, like then process it fully and like finish the, finish its life cycle. You know, mm-hmm. um, the, the peril is in ignoring it or denying it or resisting it or lying about it to yourself or trying to like act on it when it's incomplete and you don't understand it you know so there's Mm -hmm. something almost about the way the kardashians relate to narrative that kind of reminds me of that where it's like they know they're like it's cool if like you guys all think that courtney is mad because kim and travis fucked that's fine media buzz for us but we're going to make sure that we close the loop on it and you see kim being appropriate and comfortable at the concert and courtney being glad she's there while they all watch travis Mm-hmm. You know? 
Totally. We always analyze the patterns and the connections between what they do, but we don't really think about what the value is. What's the value of controlling the narrative really? Like it's good to notice in a micro scale, like there's a power in the completion of it. And that's what they make sure to always do. That's like the, that's what's going on when we're like noticing that they are stepping in and doing those things, you know? Right. Like, well, yeah, for sure. Cause like not only is it important from a media literacy perspective to like have an understanding that they are the instigators of narratives or the creator of narratives, but that like they're all so meticulous in having the last word of it too. And that actually like, is the very thing that shuts the book on it. So like, right. Like the question is what's powerful about doing that? What, what, what makes it a gesture of power to finish the story to welcome one starting not on your watch, but then to finish it. Yes. And I think it has something to do with like the, the way a cycle of anything is best done, which is to finish. They understand the, the importance of finishing something, you know? Totally. It's not just like letting it out. Right. And letting it grow. Like they also do their due diligence. Exactly. Exactly. And it doesn't matter the timeline. It's like that was last season, but they're going to like let it fester and maybe even like slow down and maybe you'll forget about it, but they'll still come back when it, when it's time to shut the book. Well, I guess, yeah, that's another important thing to notice. Like Something about this works because I see it in comments on Kardashian Colloquium. Someone will ask a question because that's, that's, this is something that we've also noticed, you know, for years now that different people come into the content and at different places through different family members, different storylines, different brand deals, you know, like they're casting such a wide net that like someone's experience of Kardashian narratives, though they create collective experience for everyone, they, they, they do also offer a unified experience of the family someone might know more about the status of like Kendall's most recent culturally insensitive cancellation while someone else might know more about, you know, Kim's prison justice reform. Right. Like, right. So what I'll see sometimes in the comments is someone being like, here's an example of like what could happen with the way they handled this, like Courtney Kim at Travis's concert thing. Someone might come in being like, ha ha, Courtney's just mad at Kim because she and Travis did it first. And then someone else might come in and be like, oh no, that was on the show. Like, it's actually fine. They actually went to the show together. Then there might be someone else that doesn't believe it at all and they don't take it at face value and they're Kardashian cloaking about it and they're like, no, they fake everything, fine. But the fact is, the last word was that they were good and then that gets disseminated across and then it's kind of eventually like, all right, we'll keep it moving. We close the book on the Travis memoir, you know? Right, which again is like the function of the show. No matter how fluffy and nothing it seems, it is the unifying force among the fractured media landscape where there's many different entry points and exit points but it's like the show is the 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 one brain (laughs) no you're right because i've been in a lot of interviews with journalists talking about kardashian colloquium or just rant you know whatever discourse about the family and i've noticed that even critics of the kardashians or skeptics will still cite scenes from the show as like kind of legitimate Kardashian history, like Kanye, like revamped her whole closet. He threw everything out. And it's like, (laughs) you know what I mean? And it's like, yes, that was a scene in the show, but really that scene in the show is probably filmed as a representation of whatever gradual makeover Kanye was starting to impose onto Kim, you know, like all those outfits went to a storage room. They didn't get thrown out in trash bags. Like we saw in the, the episode, you know, I was thinking about that the other day as it relates to film, actually, yeah. how like 
film is meant to mirror or emulate our experience of memory. You're not going to like remember what was on your grocery list three years ago. You're not going to remember little things like that, but you are going to remember the the key moments of your life as if they're stories. And then your life becomes a collection of those stories. Yeah. And a million things happen on Instagram or in the news or in ads or whatever with the mm-hmm. Kardashians. But what the sum of all of those parts is the show. Well said. You know, it's like the co- that's the collective memory Mm-hmm. And then day to day, you're getting shit on the feed. Right. A commercial, a this, a that, a red carpet, da da da, you know? No, and that's, I think, why they do want to keep the show going, even though so many people are dissatisfied with it. And it's not the main, it's not the driving voice of the family's brand anymore. It, the driving voice is something that's like kind of fragmented or it's like skims maybe or it's whatever, but they still know that it's their consolidation of it all and it is their glorified home movies and it will be referred to one day as those staples, those staple moments. Okay. There's the season when Kim was getting divorced from Kanye and didn't know what her style was going to be. That will be the preserved kind of Kardashian narrative from that era, whether we like it or not, whether it was really what was happening. Like they kind of like put that stamp on it um, of like what they want to kind of like, rise to the surface and stay floating there. Yeah. It's like we tell you time and time again, these people are playing the long game. Right. right. <laughs> the long game in two, three years, but also the long game in like two or three centuries. Right. No, exactly. And you guys might not, might not like hearing that, but I don't it's know what else close. to tell you. We're still talking about the Medici's. Don't you know? shoot the messenger. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, but they want to. Someone got so mad when we were like, Harvard was excited to have Kim come to campus. It's like, I don't know what to tell you. Someone told Kim she could come to the Harvard campus. We didn't admit her into Harvard. <laughs> there needs to be a Kardashian colloquium for this podcast. Right. So, okay. So also then we'll just rush on Tristan's apology tour because it was the outcome of the same function of putting Kim at the Travis Blink-182 concert. Uh, Tristan goes and talks to Courtney and Kylie about, you know, the, the errors of his ways, how his actions of cheating hurt Kylie because she lost her best friend. Clearly some conversation has happened in the past year or two of resurfacing. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com 
slash host. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The Jordan stuff. Because Kylie was obviously photographed with Jordan a few times wearing Jordan's new clothing brand um, and paparazzi oh, really? photos. Yeah, there's a big moment when they were like going to dinner in some like LA type of like strip mall type restaurant. <laughs> and they were both wearing looks from Jordan's new clothing line. And it was like this big, it was such a way to do it too, because it was like these very subtle paparazzi photos, but it was a huge deal to see Kylie and Jordan reunited. And then they were seen again shopping together at Acme Studios, which is Kylie had a partnership. I meant to do a video about it, but I didn't have time. You know, she had a big partnership coming up with them. So it was a way to like, you know, have a big Kylie sighting with Jordan in this place that she's got a forthcoming brand deal with. But we haven't seen, yeah, so we haven't seen more than that. It's actually really another example of like how, oh, they will literally like, they don't save up for their big ones anymore. It's all big ones to them. It's all big and small ones because technically Kylie Jordan reunion is huge. But it was kind of treated with the same level of impact and drama as like whatever, you know, Skims campaign came out that week too. You know, like it wasn't explosive anymore. It was kind of like the government saying that aliens are real. Right. It's like, oh yeah, shit, this is big in this universe. But I guess we're all like used to this now. Right. Like everything's big now and like overwhelming. Totally. That makes this whole Tristan centrality also make sense. Now mm-hmm. it's like Jordan's kind of back. And so mm-hmm. they also needed people to understand that like Kylie has had some amount of forgiveness or some resolution has happened with Kylie as it relates to Jordan. To that point, when Kylie tells Tristan kind of like, oh, no, it's cool. Like, honestly, Jordan and I were so codependent that like we needed to go our own way anyway. It was like, oh, there was some thinking put to that retroactive view of things because technically it was a huge betrayal and it was a crazy thing and it was like that was real drama and at some point down the line even in the like shock of that trauma probably Chris Jenner knew there will have to be a reunion with Jordan after all this (laughs) you know in a controlled way and so I think it's interesting that and maybe there, there's something relatable about that for people where it's like friend breakups are traumatic, but sometimes they need to happen. Just And maybe that is like a something Kylie came to within herself of like, we would have just like stayed totally codependent into adult, you know, into our like young womanhood. I don't know. Like the point is, it was interesting. They gave that sort of psychological reframing of it. Right. Clearly, it's like they're both wearing Jordan's new line. There's commerce. Right. There's always going to be commerce related to whatever interpersonal thing is happening with them. So like clearly there's a long game with this like Tristan, Jordan, Kylie, Chloe, like trifecta, whatever. Mm-hmm. And there's micro stories within that drama. And in the micro stories of the resolution of it, there's money to be made there somehow. And we're about to find out like how. Yeah. Totally, totally. So like it 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 behooves them, I guess, to like repackage the friendship story between Jordan and Kylie as they're kind of reemerging as friends again. Yes. 
And there's some amount of repackaging happening with this Tristan shit because he's on this apology tour and it kind of remains to be seen how he's going to be like utilized still. But like they're just kind of it's like a slow burn where they're just covering all the bases with all of that drama Mm -hmm. as it gets resolved. Yes. So that was an interesting little scene in a way. Tristan is just so funny to watch on screen. Oh my God, that man. <laughs> he, it's, it's kind of, to me, it's like, I understand what you mean. It's like kind of endearing. No, I know. He, that man is just really dumb. <laughs> no. He's really happy to be there. He's down to do whatever it takes to stay there. His eagerness is hilarious. He is such a liability. But, he's, <laughs> but I think they're like, they like see his willingness and they're kind of like, okay, so we can work with this. You know what I mean? <laughs> For like, sure. All of it. You can like see, you can see the insidiousness of all of it, but like it is fucked up. It's so fucked that they're like, they're doing this. They're giving him his apology tour. They're giving him all these things, but then we're finding out that like, he's like terrible to his first child. Like that, that's dark. Like the whole thing, the whole thing is just like such a spectacle and he's brought so much value to the family in that way let me be clear the only reason why it's endearing is because like when tristan talks it's like to me it like is almost like an 11 year old boy is talking right (laughs) but like that's that's where it ends like i don't actually like condone anything that tristan has done but he's just like a funny he's a childish presence on camera no no he's he adds something no there's like the role tristan plays the utility he has to the ensemble can totally be compared to like there's an ensemble cast out there somewhere where Tristan's one of the characters. And I'm, and I'm, one day we will think of who it is. I just, I don't know right now off the top of my head, but it's like, Tristan's that. Like maybe Joey from Friends, but that's still like too nice on Tristan. Who's a character where it's like, they don't know how funny they are. They're actually not yeah. supposed to be as funny as they are. No, exactly. Well, we're going to have to, we'll let that marinate. It'll come to us. It'll come to us. Okay. So Kim is prepping for American Horror Story. She's listing all the different roles she could be law school, actress, minister. That's like totally why she like decided to do that gay wedding. So they could literally just say she was a minister once. Um, <laughs> right. She references Salma Hayek. She loves referencing Salma Hayek for different things. She's, you know, referenced Salma Hayek as her inspiration for Skims mm. and saying that she always identified with her. Apparently, people were saying, why don't you get a real actress for this, like Salma Hayek? And then, like, she quotes a conversation that she had with Selma Hayek being like, mm-hmm. maybe this is your calling. This has been your calling all along, Kim. Right, right. So, so it's, it's like, like actress stamp of approval. Yes. That Kim is allowed to be on the show and be an actress. Salma doing like meta shit lately too, by being like in that Black Mirror episode too. Yeah, she might, she might be weaving in and out of the simulation. She might be next in Skims. What? Skims campaign. Oh, that yeah. would be really interesting. Yeah, they're probably just waiting for the next like thing she has. So then Courtney goes to check on Lemmy at Ulta. Literally, what is Lemmy? I think is vitamins. it vitamins. It's vitamins. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and they have her doing like ASMR, which just for me, the function of that is to just also document this moment in culture when social media advertising at some point along the line in the past few years realized that there was communities of ASMR, there was an actual impact that ASMR as like a sensory agitator or trigger had on audiences. Because I've noticed that have you noticed, like, especially Instagram ads, like there's like, weird ones that bait you using like the ASMR ear kind of audio, Mm -hmm. like, or like, they'll do something some weird spectacle thing, like the the ways that Instagram ads, especially are grabbing 
eyes and ears are becoming cheaper and like more base and more shameless in a way, you know? Well, very Um, sensory. Yes. And so they just have her jumping on that bandwagon. And to me, it just shows that this can document, it can be, we can remember this moment in time where ASMR became that and the Kardashians subsumed it, you know? Yeah. They're always a good archive, not only of cultural moments, but of like these smaller internet trends. I don't know. It's always, it's hard to put all these things that happen on the internet on a timeline. Mm -hmm. And the Kardashians help do that. Right. Also, like, that makes sense. They're colonizing our senses now, too. Right. It gets, like, that much closer. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Of course they're going to hop on the ASMR train. It's, like, a new way to hear them, experience them, and it's a closer way for them to get inside of our, like, senses, to quote you. Our neurons. Ugh. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Literally. Literally. Oh. Well, I did like this. Kim and Chris are talking. They're processing and I just thought it was interesting. I don't even, what were they processing through? Just how, oh, Chris was telling Kim she's going to burn out. I was like kind of bored by the scene because obviously it's just like, you know, one of their planned conversations to develop a plot point for the episode. But mm-hmm. I, th- I think these are those ways where like they subtly bait people. Like the last episode, the whole conflict was that Chris and Chloe were having like manager client problems together because Chris wasn't spending enough time with Chloe and like giving enough care to Chloe. And then this next episode, we're seeing her like, we're seeing Chris sit down Kim and be like, I'm worried about you. Mm-hmm. No, totally. It's it's actually, it is an important scene. And I actually was kind of struck by this part when Kim goes, do I have imposter syndrome? Maybe I can't believe that we did it. Mm. And something about that we did it, the, the loadedness of it. What is it? The fact that like mm-hmm. she and Chris both know what it means. Like they understand what it means more than we do as viewers, even though we kind of, we know what she's talking about. They made it. Like literally world domination. Right. Like they know what the goal is. They know that when she says we did it, it's not actually done. You know, like that, that right. moment of Kim saying like, oh yeah, we did it. It, it. it was just interesting to hear her say. The it has been... The question. The subject of the entirety of the Kardashians on Hulu. Exactly. Exactly. Like the it. The it is no small thing. The it. It's all about the it. The it is the dystopia that we're living in. (laughs) The it is Bowser in Nintendo 64. (laughs) Yeah. The it is like the universe that was created in the Truman Show. The it is like the chicken or the egg question. Why? How? Because like the it is like what exists outside of everything. Like it is like the essential, like, like the it is the big nothing. Yeah. The cause effect of history. Right. Like the cause effect of it all. Exactly. Yeah. The it is amorphous. And at the same time, it's everything. I mean, I was saying the same thing. Amorphous means it can be everything, right? It's everything and nothing at the same time. The it is gray matter. The The it is... (laughs) it's black holes but it is like the moment when jude law said how am i not myself and then they played it a recording of him saying that over and over again until he threw up in i heart heart huckabees wow we've been really like referencing that movie i know that's why i did that it is a james webb telescope (laughs) what that produces the clearest imagery of space that we can that we have to date well, the Kardashians would get their hand. That would be like the premise a of the next episode. Campaign. She's yeah. like, my next Skims campaign was shot by the James Webb telescope. 
She fucking would, though. <laughs> no, she would have. She's like, we got a banner of skims on the moon, and I'm <laughs> so excited about it. Exactly. That's the thing it. about it. That's the it. And the thing about it is, like, that would come as no surprise. That would be, like, one of the skims campaigns that are like, oh, yeah, they got Cardi. Right. <laughs> oh, my God. They flew a skims flag next to the American flag on the moon. <laughs> Oh my god! I think we and have there it. was an alien there, <laughs> right? They got an alien in skin. <laughs> cool. They It'd they like- literally would though. I'm waiting for that. <laughs> totally. That's next. Okay. So uh, NPC. NPC. I mean, I no one jumped out at me. I'm not gonna lie. I honestly, mean- I kind of want to. I kind of want to make Penelope the NPC because the kids obviously aren't NPCs. They're actually like the fish that don't know they're in water. They are like literally like the Truman Show. Is mm-hmm. they are Jim Carrey in the Truman Show. But at the same time, like there is some amount of distance because like they're growing up and they're confused and they will grow into like an understanding and not be an NPC. But like for now. They're on the outskirts, and there has been like a m- notable presence of the children in this season. Mm-hmm. And I would just say maybe Penelope like directing Courtney's photo mm-hmm. shoot at Ulta. She was entering the simulacrum in like an unprecedented way. I mean, I think I appreciate you using the construct of the NPC as a way to highlight this because I think it is important for us to pause and notice the kids are coming in in a whole new way now. And that was a conscious choice. Like North has been playing a, a different role as well. Like it used to be like, oh, like my the cute kids running around as little cherubs, but now they are actualizing as characters. But because of that, it's just that's like the opposite, the antithesis of the NPC as we understand it. You know, right? We're we're watching the children grow from NPC to characters, and mm-hmm. so I guess we can shout out Penelope because she got a big moment in this one Mm -hmm. in the process of her characterization. Yeah. Okay. Touche. You think? Well, no, I still disagree, but I'm too tired to debate it. You disagree that she's ever been an NPC. I no, no, no. I agree that she was an NPC. I agree that the kids are having some kind of turning point, some kind of like actualization now. And this marks a moment in the Kardashian like narrative history that we will look back upon. But I, therefore I do not feel that she's an NPC of the episode. I think that someone else is the NPC that's a true NPC. Like, Simon, again, could be the NPC because he was, like, really, like, on one, like, being an NPC in that scene, being, like, overly eager, you know? I mean, Simon's always – I just didn't want to say Simon because he's, like, such a given. (laughs) He's always going to be stressed. He's always – there's always going to be nervous laughter. (laughs) No, touche. No one else stands out. I mean, you could also argue the NPC is, like, the hypothetical alien that we just referenced – yeah, maybe the NPC is like the alien that's going to be in the Skims campaign on the moon. Yes, that that, that resonated with me. Yeah, it's him. It's, it's her. It's them. It's them. I don't know what pronouns aliens use. Yeah, we don't know. We won't know. Kim will find out and bring the information back to all of us. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> okay, so with that said, if I don't see you, good afternoon. I'm looking at you. Yeah. Good evening. <laughs> Yes. And good, good night. night. <laughs> Very good. Okay. You like how I pulled you into that? For sure. I felt <laughs> super engaged with it. Okay. Love you, Tiffy. Love you too. Bye. 
This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.